Hey y'all, I'm Rich. And I'm Ruben. And welcome to Clarity, where we discuss the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. In today's episode, we're going to discuss our society's preoccupation with controversy and how that is spoiling our appetite for what really matters. Ooh, this is going to be a controversial topic about controversy. Ironically. But first, let's talk about what we've been doing in our spare time lately. Well, I've been playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, there's a new DLC from Joker from Persona 5. It's really, really cool. What is a DLC? Downloadable content. It's like extra content for the main game that gets you more stuff. Yeah. It's interesting how, like, you know, I was trying to get, you know, Gamer 2 to play my spare time. Like, for example, FIFA. Like, I used to have FIFA on my iPod Touch when I first got it. And I loved that. It was like the full version. Like... Similar FIFA to what you would play on the PlayStation, except Touch, and I loved it. Not quality, but it was a similar thing. You logged on, and you would have teams, and you could play, and it was great. But now, if you download the FIFA mobile, you know what you get? This stupid pay-for-play version where you have to be online to play, and you can only play for so much. And I'm like, dude, pay-for-play gaming is ruining gaming a lot of ways and I'm just amazed that even in a game that you purchase for a system is a pay per play per the, play feature. The, I mean I think Nintendo has done the, the good thing. They don't have microtransactions. I think what you're referring like buy little things and crates and loot boxes, that's a really yes. bad thing. Like yeah, but uh Nintendo does not have those. They have like you buy this and you get this content specific. Good. And I'm um, yeah, that's that's what it is. How about you, man? I'm, I've been playing that. I've been watching uh, The Man in the High Castle. That's an Amazon Prime original. Yeah. It's really interesting, the concept. You know, it's like that. what would happen if... if the Nazis, the Nazis won, won the won. war. But there's... A, I don't want to spoil it. There's a big... There's a big... Uh, we know like, you plot have that problem. Twist. Yeah. <laughs> I spoiled uh, The Office a little bit to, to Rich. But yeah, how about you, man? How, I've been how's watching your... The Office... <laughs> I've been watching The Office a lot. It's funny, like I watched The Office a little because of who, 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 who motivated you or what? What was your motivation? So anyway, I used to watch The Office a bit <laughs> when it was just it's it's crazy. Like TV watching is completely transformed with the opportunity to stream because you can watch all the shows in order, and it is just infinitely better to do that than to tune into whichever one happens to be on TV that week. And so I used to do that, and I kind of liked it, but. I kind of just got out of the habit because it was like, oh, it's just so annoying and Michael's so annoying. But Michael's annoyingness is a lot more tolerable and it's funnier and everything's funnier if you watch all of them in order. So I've been doing that. And Ruben, it was you. And Hoseus Flores. Yes. And Hoseus. Equally you and Hoseus, so don't even. Um, but And Hoseus didn't spoil anything for me. Hoseus, if you listen to this, yes. God bless you. And if you don't, you're still an angel from heaven. But here's the point. Um, yeah, so you guys were watching it with me. And we went to an event. And I was like, okay, this is funny. And then I tried to watch it without you guys at order. And I was like, man, but then I watched them in order. So I've been doing that. And I've been playing a little bit of... Um, I've actually been reading more. I've been, uh, I have this app called Libby, which helps me oh, Libby do is e- good, e-books man. through my library. It's Overdrive. It's part of Overdrive, right? I downloaded the Overdrive app as well. And it seems like the Overdrive app is just super outdated and hard to use. And the Libby one is really easy to use. So it seems like Libby is an updated Overdrive is my guess. If I'm wrong, tell me. But anyway, 
through my local library, I've been reading books, and there's this really good one called When Breath Becomes Air by Dr. Paul Kalanithi, who is now deceased. And this book starts basically like, yeah, here's this super awesome, highly achieving, going to be, once he finishes his, re- his residency, a teaching doctor mm. at a major university. And then he has cancer and dies. And this is his last, is his last memoirs in a way. And it's a New York Times bestseller. And it's, I'm reading that. And it's pretty riveting, man. Pretty powerful, pretty deep, pretty insightful. As he talks about mortality and life and what matters. And I think it's a good segue for as we talk about today, the difference between what grabs our attention and our time and what matters. Um, our teacher, Dr. John Peckham, who I would love to have on this podcast. Um, a lot of the material we were talking about, about this spiral of- Hermeneutical of spiral. Hermeneutical spiral. He, he's or, really good, believe, man. Hermeneutics is um, the study of discovering truth in the scripture. Inter- interpreting the Bible. Interpreting the Bible. Yeah. He, yeah. Dude, him, Dr. Peckham has done a lot of good work and sh- and blown my mind and helped me a lot and Ruben as well. And love to have him on the podcast to talk about his work. Of He has different books out of, how he's done that spiral with some some scriptural themes, and it's just shaped and boom, and it's powerful. He's done one on the love of God. He's done one on the canonical model of, yeah. of theology. Yeah, that's yeah, he's, good, man. Canonical theology is the book where he shows his methods. Love of God is where he applies that to the view of God of God is love in Scripture, and um, we just need to have him on to talk about moments of clarity he's had. Um, but here's a tweet he had for us. If we can only care enough to pay attention to things that are controversial, we should not be surprised that we so often encounter controversy for controversy's sake. Meanwhile, truth and goodness are too often neglected and obscured as we rush to the next controversy that glitters. Some controversies indeed warrant great attention, but if we only attend to controversy, I fear we might lose our ability to discern between what warrants our attention and what does not. We just might lose our ability to discern between good and evil, true and false, if we fail to devote attention to that which is true and that which is good for its own sake. The true and good warrants attention and sustained reflection apart from any controversy. It is a really uh, deep tweet, right? It makes you think about how many times you pay attention to things that you shouldn't. And this is going to be the base of our our conversation today. Uh, the goal for this is not to shame on us or just shame on you for paying attention or just listening to these controversies or controversial topics, but to actually find a good way for us to evaluate uh, where are we putting our priorities in this life. This is a little more of a practical uh, and really broad at the same time uh, topic. We just don't want to use many specific examples, but lately, I mean, if you've been uh, checking Twitter or some news, you, you you realize that our our society right now it's it's a little uh, uh I don't know sensitive to many topics and a little thing can cause big 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 controversy controversy. Yeah. Do you think we're more divided as a society than ever? Is that part of the reason there's so much controversy to get distracted by? 
you know, we, we talked about society, right? And mm-hmm. we are part of society, you know? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just remember the episode of The Office. There was one episode where Michael uh, says, like, there's everything wrong in society. I think it was a weight loss episode. And yes. and, and then oh, and, and then Jim yes. says, see? Um, Phyllis, you're beautiful. Is that yeah, what you're talking about? Say, see, you, you're always saying that there's something wrong with society. Uh, has it ever happened to you that you are part of society? And, and Michael says, well, if it's me, then society made me that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But I mean, we always say like, hey, society is, yeah, society is making us this way. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, uh, in short, yes. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm growing up uh, to be an adult and realize that there's a lot of controversy and compared to what it used to be when I was a kid or probably I've been sheltered uh, too much. But, and I also lived in a country in Peru, like we have, our controversies are pretty much uh, connected to corruption, <laughs> and mm, there's a lot that. of there's a lot of corruption in my country, dude. I, I was telling you a few days ago, yes. like in my in Peru, uh, of all the presidents since I was alive, all of them are either in jail or they are being prosecuted. Or and and a few days ago, the president of the the Alan Garcia, which was a president in Peru in two terms in the nineties and in the two thousands, uh, he actually uh was getting he got a warrant they were going to catch him and get him uh to to investigate him and and he said okay hold on a moment and they knock his door hold on a moment i'll go to my room he didn't go to his room and he shot himself so he's dead i mean they took they rushed him to her hospital but he died and there's many people there's like in my country right now in social media like they blame him or he was a coward or hey a person that uh, commits suicide, it's not right in the right mind. And there's many topics there, but there's controversy for the sake of controversy. The man is dead right now. And there's been a lot of, uh, of course, corruption scandals while he was a president. And while all the presidents right now in Peru, all of them are in that same bag. I believe that we should uh, devote ourselves to things that are actually important. Like the man is already dead. People even say like conspiration, conspiracy. There's a, a theory that actually he didn't die. That and he, he was paid. murdered. No, 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 no. Not even that. That he actually not is not dead. Not that he's alive. <sighs> that they paid. That they paid to the policemen. And and right now he's just in some island, just enjoying life. And they just that's a fake body because the casket when they did like the the funeral and everything, it was closed casket. Oh, so man. they say like, hey, he's not there. He should. He actually fake his dead. Or he blew his brains out. I mean, either way. So Ruben, and many Adventist friends are just making a big arguments in social media right now for that man. You're proving Adventist friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's talk more about this. Do you remember Gillette's commercial? <laughs> oh my goodness, boys be boys. Boys, boys will boys, be boys. Right? boys well, boys will be boys. Well, boys will be boys. Well, boys will be boys. Oh my goodness. And um, you know, I was there's a guy I know, and he was trying to make a big stand against um, these politically correct people that are trying to push down um, biblical headship masculinity in his view. And, and guess what? I mean, well, let's talk about male headship another time, Ruben. Yeah. Cause probably. I think that's gonna be a powerful topic to talk about. It might be, it might be a good, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to, before we get back on topic, I'm gonna hint something at you here. Ruben and I are each married. Yes. Not to each other. No. Sorry, buddy. That's no, fine. I, I, it really is fine. So yeah. we're married to wonderful ladies. Yes. I am married to Shelly. 
and I married to Cassie. And um, they're actually, we're here in his office recording and um, our wives are there ch- chatting with uh, your mother in law. Yes, Monique. Who's down from Michigan. Yes. She's a trooper. And she drove like nonstop pretty much. She loves you herself. guys. Bless her heart. Oh, oh, yeah. We love her a lot as well. Good. She's so, nice. So, what we're going to do is we're going to start an installation and we're going to buy some more mics and um, or more equipment. And we're going to have a wife episode yeah. regularly where we bring them in yeah. and chat about different things. So they'll, get excited for that. They'll bring some uh, awareness of who we really are because we think that we're cool, but they are going to say, no, you're not or something like that. Yeah. And we're also a lot of our, our podcast is built on the idea that you can't find clarity on your own. You need to yes. communicate together people who are different from you. And, and thankfully, we don't have all the answers and we don't oh. pretend to know that we have all the answers. So this conversation right now for the uh, has an appetite for controversy broken us. We're not trying to tell you what to do or not to do. We just want to bring awareness to the situation that is happening right now, at least in our Twitter feeds. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people. There is this theory that social media would help us be better connected. Facebook or Twitter would help us be better connected and have a better stream of ideas. But instead, what's happening is Twitter and Facebook are becoming uh, brighter hotbeds to share controversial and true things and to attack against each other man i have said things against people on facebook i wouldn't normally have said in person yeah i remember there was a guy who posted this thing about it was this is the most controversial facebook conversation i've ever had i'm gonna share this on the on there right now there's a guy he he was a georgia cumberland pastor i don't think he was anymore i was he was a friend of a friend of mine on facebook because he had previously pastored the congregation my mother attends in Lakeland, Florida. I was attending at the time. And I was friends with this lady who attended with us. She now attends in Texas. Um, and so she had posted about how it's so awful that we can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. And I was saying, well, you know, if we're trying to show the love of Jesus, it fits that we say what they would like us to say and be loving them. Maybe they'll want to hear about why we celebrate Christmas. and. Um, yeah. That's they, a, that's then the a, pastor hit back and said, that's compromising, doesn't work. And then I said, well, actually, what about this in Corinthians? I use meat sacrificed to idols to say, this is an example in which Paul was saying, I'm willing to eat vegetables if it's not a stumbling block and how we as Christians should be willing to not set up stumbling blocks for others. And then this pastor, he's like, has like 40 years experience, probably more like 30, 20 years experience on me. And he's like, you're just interpreting wrong. Listen, that just goes at me. And I'm literally having this war on my Church member friends, this lady is a nice lady who's had me and my friends over as as church youth over to just eat tasty Tex-Mex food and play Uno with her all the time. Like she, we were close to her, um, and I'm just having this war on this wall with this ex with this pastor, and he was pastoring a prominent church in Georgia Cumberland Conference at the time when this happened, and I'm all nervous because I'm going to Southern and uh, anyway, and then I saw him. At a event at Southern, but he didn't recognize me. But the point is, like, you had a beard, probably. Yeah, that's a thing. I this thing occurred pre-beard, and now I have the beard. Yeah, now we're a different person. There's people who don't recognize me, man. Yeah. Especially too, because I had, yeah, I made the transition to contacts from glasses then too. So anyway, that was the most controversial thing. And here's the question, right? I really wanted these people to see. Oh, hey, a minute, like. It's yeah. so important we need to remember, hey, there's people and we need to love them and that's what Christianity is. Sometimes, But did Facebook help us 
have that bridging conversation? Not really. Um, I feel that, I mean, there's a, a really tiny keyboard warrior inside me that wants to get out of my, and, and, and do something about it. When I see so many things, some, some of my church members or some people that are not church members are just people that I know that they post things here and there, man. And then I realize, like, is, is there, is talking to them, even if I'm right, even if I'm right, and, and, and I don't want to go to the position that I'm always right. Uh, what good is it gonna be if I actually just go there and and type something that refutes whatever they're saying? What am I gonna get from that? And well, social media is a beautiful thing, I guess, but ironically, it's not making us more social. Ironically, it's not making us more social. No, and I think there's a combo of social media. Some people say social media doesn't make us evil. Mm -hmm. It reveals our evil, it reveals what's in our hearts. And I think it also gives us an extra opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a, there's an, I think there's a revealing, but I think there's also an effect in which it's kind of fanning the flames um, of our controversy where ultimately the internet is a business. Facebook and Twitter are businesses. Yeah, and if it's free, businesses. If it's free, you're the product. If it's free, you're the product. Yes. And so if you can post things that are going to get people's attention and make people react and respond and comment, they really want more people to see that. So there's more eyes on these media platforms more and there's more advertising money and there's more engagement. They're built and the notification um, features, what counts as a notification on Facebook has been manipulated over time to get you to get on there more often. Bro, I, I, I have stopped using Facebook. I, I, if I have it, it's for pure like people contacting me or when I have just something uh, to share when it comes to what I'm doing with my wife or just... Dude, I, the last time that I posted on Facebook actually was one month ago or one month. Yeah, mm. almost two months ago, like when, I, when we were in Israel, just for my family and, and, and close ones to know. Uh, and share. They asked me, please share in your Facebook uh, your experiences in Israel. We are not able to be there, but share it with us. I said, okay, I'll do it. But I've used more like uh, Instagram and Twitter, to be honest. And and also the demographics of who uses what, you know? Mm -hmm. I think uh, in certain ages, like you use the so social media for different uh, purposes, right? When you're young, yes. you want to be more private, you know, like that's your own thing. When you are old, I think you just want, I don't know, probably you have too much uh, to say, I guess, or you think you have too much to <laughs> Bro, say. that's so anti-old. Anti-old? I love you, but it seemed, that seemed a little ageist to me. Really? It did seem. No, no, no. I'm not saying that they have too much to say. I say, oh, we all, have, we all think that oh, we have to say. Not okay. the old people. Like it, when you're old, when you're young, sometimes you have different purposes. Yeah. But regardless, you always think you have so much, so many things to say. I'm not, no, AJSM, no, man. No, no, I'm, I'm getting I love older. you, Ruben, and I'm going to call you out. No, thank you for, I mean, <laughs> probably didn't express myself well, but it's all right. Let's, let's move further than this. Uh, okay. I feel that as a society, we're more divided than ever. That's what I feel. Uh, if you have something to say about it, Rich, uh, like for, I was just watching like Stranger Things a few days ago with Cassie. Mm -hmm. That was her first time in, and. And there's like this interesting thing in season two where Mike, which is, well, there's a big, there's, there's friends, there's a group of friends, a party, you know, Mike Wheeler, uh, Mike. And then there's uh Dustin, 
mm-hmm. they both have different uh, yard signs for political purposes. You know, Mike Mike's house has that Reagan uh, Bush 84 and Dustin has like a Mondale Ferraro, you know, and and those two are different uh, parties, you know. Yes, opposite parties. Opposite parties. Uh, if you are not uh, American, they are from Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. They are different. And regardless, they are really close friends. And I imagine the parents know the, who the kids are going with, you know, who's, mm-hmm. who's their friends. And, and, and they hang out together. And I, I don't see that there was a big problem back then. But I, I was just thinking and talking to you, would it be possible that uh, a family that is uh, really Republican, really conservative, will let their kids to hang out with a really pro uh, or liberal or uh, Democrat uh, family kids? You know, and that's hard because we don't have kids right now. Um, yeah. So we're not in that sphere. And from what you see on Facebook and Twitter, it wouldn't seem that way, right? Um, I don't know. Like, here's the thing, man. There's a lot of just anti the other. If you're the other, we hate your guts. Yeah. But then there's also plenty of times when it's like, I hate your guts. You're so wrong. Except for my buddy Jim over here, who's actually a nice guy, even though he's gay, quote unquote, again. Or I like this person over here. They're the one nice Democrat. Um, honestly, like having those real life relationships will help quell this. I think there have been plenty of divi- divisive times in history. We are in one of them because after all, this country was literally in a literal civil war where a literal congressman beat the other congressman over the head with his mm-hmm. fancy gentleman's cane. Um, you know, and we had a little civil war and there's a thing we can do. You know, where you know, it's worst if we've wit- if we've witnessed. So, like for example, I believe that things are more divisive, and the the spirit of being openly divisive and antagonistic towards someone who disagrees with you is greater and worse as a society. I believe that than it was in the eighties. And you know what I? What but, I and feel- I and many people see that transition. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it was better than the eighteen teens. Or the, um, I, I don't know if I don't know if better or worse. 18, I don't know if better 18. or worse, but yeah. when you use the word "you're such a liberal" mm-hmm. or "you're such a conservative" as a synonym of an insult, I think there is something wrong. I don't think that it used yeah. to be the topic. You know, I am. If if you say well, I Yankee, am liberal, Yankee I am and conservative. Dixie used to be very very much the same. Yeah, but right now today, yeah. like we make equivalents of oh you're such a liberal it will be like a really bad insult mm-hmm. if you depending where you're coming from or yeah. you're such a conservative oh that could be a really a really bad insult and you mean you don't mean well when you say those things especially specifically when you are like upset when someone's upset and we use those words as an insult then that is telling me that there is no tolerance that telling me that there is no willingness of conversation and just for the just for the fact that you're on the other side of the of the belief spectrum or, or your political spectrum, that makes you wrong? Does or does that make does that make you like in, uh, that you don't like that person? I don't I don't know, man. I think that tells a lot about society nowadays. Our society, my society nowadays. And I mean, this does not mean that we don't have to mention and silence the situations and the problems, like uh, for example, like Lives Matter. There's there's another another 
uh, side of, of the coin, I guess. That says, all like, lives matter. All lives matter. And, and I, I'm you saying, trying to like, tell me they don't? Eh, you scare me, man. Because they do. <laughs> so that, Sorry, the thing, the that's thing my is, inner whiteness. The, the thing is, if you say all, all lives matter, then you're also, also silencing that movement that is coming because of the many injustices yes. happening and in, 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 in police brutality. That I'm not saying that all police are like this, but I'm saying that there's a lot of also injustices as well. But mm -hmm. if you say like all lives matter, you're just putting a blanket statement and silencing things. So there's a big difference between like, hey, being smart in a controversy and actually acknowledging it and being and 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 having good conversations. I think intentional conversations are really scarce nowadays. Mm -hmm. There are shining lights in this darkness, though, Ruben. Yeah. You have people. You have a black man who's made it his intention to sit down and make friends with members of the KKK and has transformed their lives and the lives of many through making those friendships and converting many out of the KKK by simply being their friends. Now, I'm going to put you and another example right there. How about, remember, the, remember the, the Christian guy that wanted to go to this, this island and, and they say, uh, don't go, don't go, don't go? Oh, uh, yeah. And say, no, I'm going to go because the power of Christ is going to let me go and preach to these people that are unconversant. Yeah. yeah. What happened to the guy? He, he died. He was killed. So this is very good because we, we just talked about two controversial cases. These are cases where when you see the headlines, you're going to click on that thing, right? Yep. They're controversial. Dr. Pepham's quote again was, if we only care enough to pay attention, if we only care enough to pay attention to things that are controversial, we should not be surprised that we so often encounter controversy just for controversy's sake. Just following controversy can get us caught up in a lot of things that don't matter. Yeah. Does it really, for example, the Mueller investigation, et cetera, et cetera, all sorts of things. But meanwhile, truth and goodness can be neglected. But these are two cases that also happen to be controversial, but then help us stop and have answer, have conversations about the bigger things. Yes. That gentleman that passed away as he did this, as we learn more information about it, it helps us have a bigger conversation of, okay, what does it mean to be a good missionary? Yes. What does it mean? Because here's the thing. Um, I'm trying to remember his first name. Last name was Elliot. Jim, mm -hmm. Jim Elliot mm -hmm. did the seeming, very similar thing to this gentleman uh, way back, like 50, 60 years ago. And he was heralded as a, heal a hero. Yep. Heralded as his ultimate. Oh, man, he gave his life to share the truth with these people, even though they didn't want it. And they killed him and didn't understand. We've seen countless documentaries and movies, his, his wife, his widow, and the wrote original, all these books and became a big Christian writer with huge influence the original, because he died yes. doing the same thing this guy did. But yes. in today's culture, he's reduced as a complete idiot, now a cultural supremacist. Him. Yes. And I don't think he's an idiot. He may not be a cultural supremacist. Um, and we have different things. And here's the thing. I thought that about him and then still appreciate what Jim Elliot did. It's, it's amazing how what is controversial. If we stop and look at it, 
and think about it, it can be very helpful to help us understand what's important, what's not, and reevaluate it. Yes. Which now connects us to the table of truth. Yes. Before we do that, what were you thinking, Ruben? I actually forgot, but for the most part, it's like uh, when it comes to missionaries, that's what I did. The original missionaries, they did go to, to places like that. They raised their lives and some of them died for, for, the, for that, like you said, like Jim Elliott. And we just got to be really careful because sometimes we just get caught up in one story and we are really easy, uh, easily manipulated into labeling people. And I feel that is the, the problem now, uh, our problem now, that we uh, express our opinion, our judgment upon this situation and that situation that is controversial. And sometimes we are even willing to die <laughs> in order to prove that we are right or our point, our judgment is right one. And, and at the end, does it matter? Does it matter that you're right? I mean, is it going to affect the situation? Let's say the Mueller thing. Does it matter that you're right or not? At, up to what point? Uh, let's say the Black matters, uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, does it matter that you're right or wrong? Hey, that's a different answer, right? Until Because what can you do from this controversy? What can you do? What is your part? Also makes you... Uh, a different uh, makes you react in a different way. There's some things that you there's un, not over your control, but when it comes to the Black Lives Matter issue, I feel that us we can do many things about this. And and there's one big difference between actually just uh, saying like, oh no, all lives matter, and try to silence the issue, and also at the same time just create controversy for the sake of controversy. I believe that we as Christians are called not to create controversy. We are called to heal the world. We are called to do more than just uh, appetite for controversy. We're called to first heal our lives and then heal the world. And if you have that clear, if you have that clear, I think you can realize that the purpose of, of, of our life is not just to, to go from controversy to controversy, but actually be like Christ, hmm. be like Jesus Christ. And was Jesus Christ afraid of controversy? He was not. He met them. So Jesus came preaching and teaching and sharing fundamental truths of life, of reality, of existence, of creation. And as Jesus taught these fundamental truths, people came with opposition. He met them and he met these issues. So for us, we cannot ignore controversy. We cannot. Because if you ignore controversy, you're ignoring, it's like you stop on that spiral up into truth. Yeah. And say, no, I don't want to talk about those things. Yet being aware of what's controversial can help you be tapped into the pulse of society and see what's going on with everybody so that you can ride that wave, right? And if you didn't listen to our last episode, I will encourage you to do so. Please do so. Please stop what you're doing. Go back and listen to that one. And then come back and listen to this because we're drawing on that moment of clarity and applying it here in a major way. Um, controversy can't be the defining criteria for what we pay attention to. Otherwise, it'll become a distraction and we'll simply be following special interests that don't really have much importance. That can be a distraction from what's important and what you can actually do to fix the problem. Um, I've heard a wise man define gossip as talking about something that you can't be the solution to. Yeah. And I think applying that gossip to controversy and saying is talking about the Casey Anthony trial going to help children. Mm -hmm. And don't. 
is talking about the Mueller investigation going to help our society be more just? Then don't. I mean, um, if debating endlessly whether that boy was approached and penned in by the guy with the drum or whether those boys were mocking the guy with the drum and harassing him, ultimately, at the end of the day, is whether that's right or wrong going to help you better serve young men or Native Americans? If not, just go and focus on how you can do that. Um, And I say this, Ruben, when that story came out, I was obsessed watching it every minute by minute on Twitter. And then Mm. I saw this tweet from Dr. Peckham and I was convicted because I was using my time not to grow, but to hopefully have a story I can use in the face of those who disagree about the value and mistreatment of Native Americans because I serve Native Americans as pastor and as friend and I live in a Native American community. And so that's dear to me. Yeah. But I use that controversy, that, that lesser impulse to get distracted from actually solving the problem. Yeah. We need to look ourselves and see what it's in my heart when I'm actually exposed to this issue mm-hmm. because like there's this uh, bishop desmond tutu which was an african ah, spiritual leader yeah he says like if you are neutral in situations of injustice you have chosen the side of the oppressor mm. if an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse and you say that you're neutral the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality so in other words there's a big uh there's a, a big difference between silencing being neutral and just controversy for the sake of controversy we want as this episode is uh, drawing uh, its end I want to let you know that we are not uh, condoning things and we're not saying hey let's not talk about this there are more important things Uh, uh, and we are not also saying hey let's tackle all the controversial issues because every single thing that is happening in the news or in this world is different we need to be really uh Christ-minded in the sense that we need to realize that the situations that are happening have different purposes, different sources. And sometimes there are some situations that happen just for the sake of making scandal. But you cannot be neutral in situations where there is someone that is being oppressed. You cannot be neutral and you cannot pretty much say nothing when there is an injustice. On the other side, you just cannot be make controversy where there's no need to be controversial. And you are not there to defend any truth, especially when it comes to the spiritual truth. Sometimes there are some spiritual warriors as well that they think that they need to defend their religion, their denomination, or Christianity. God does not need, God does not need for you to defend him. He does not need that. He needs you to represent he him. He needs you to represent him. And also, in order for you to represent him, you need to get to know to him. You need to get to know him. You need to experience him yourself. That, represent, that representation is the greatest defense. Um, I have a, a statement I've written out here ahead of time specifically because this is so important to us and we want to be clear, uh, pun intended. Here on Clarity, it has been our desire to have a holy sense of optimism regarding the world we live in by presenting solutions and not overly dwelling or un, unduly dwelling on problems. We want to focus less on what's wrong and more on what's right and how to make it, how to make that wrong right. We desire to focus on substance while not failing to address the matters of substance that are uncovered through 
controversy. For example, the human dignity of Muslims, a powerful issue of substance, has been uncovered with recent bouts in Islam- Islamophobia. Mm-hmm. If we ignore this, we wouldn't be able to talk about it. Racial inequality has been uncovered in my white and privileged eyes via police brutality and alleged police brutality and conversations from people of color I've had over those things. As we tackle important issues, it's important that being right is not our main focus because winning the argument is not always winning. You can be right and you can be right and at the same time, by being right, you're wrong in how you present this situation. I really appreciate you uh, uh, listening to this episode. It's been more like a conversation about uh, the recent topics. It's been more about what we can do about these situations. And if you have anything to say about this, any reaction or anything, we'll really be able to uh, listen to you and reply to you if you connect with us in our social media accounts. Uh, what What's her Twitter account, Rich? At Clarity underscore podcast. And our Facebook account is fb.com forward slash Clarity Podcast. That's my Siri voice. <laughs> I really appreciate uh, uh, you, Rich. Uh, this has been a Thanks, really buddy. interesting conversation. Uh, thank you also, you, our listeners, for giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode. Stay tuned for more. We want to post as much as we can which is uh, every two weeks Um, this has been our episode I'm Ruben and I'm Rich and this was Clarity Bam